that God spoke to Moses saying, And to the children of Israel you shall say, Any man from the children of Israel and from the converts who live with Israel, who shall give of his seed to Molech, shall be put to death. The people of the land shall stone him with stone. So this is a punishment for these negative commandments that we mentioned before. And if a person is going to give any of his descendants to the Molech, as already been learned many times, the Molech was a very popular idolatry of that day, where they built these two pillars, two fire fires, and they would take children, and could also take adults, but they would commonly take children and pass them between the fires, either depending on different understandings, either the child is burnt alive or the child was killed before he's burnt by these fires, but it was a horrific thing of child sacrifice. And unfortunately, it was very done. So someone who does this shall be put to death by the court. And if the court doesn't have that power, and if a sinner is a powerful and violent person who's going to threaten the lives of the court if they attempt to execute him, then the people should help. Um... Now, the people here are called the people of the land. The Rashi says, why are they called the people of the land? He gives two explanations. One is, they're the people on whose account the land, the world, was created. Or, they're the people who are destined to inherit the land because they're going to keep these commandments. So, according to the first interpretation, the land means the world. These are the people on whose merit the world was created. According to the second interpretation, it means the world to come. They're going to inherit the world, the world to come, through these commandments. I shall check my face at that man, and I shall cut him off from his people, for he has given of his offspring to the Moilach, nor shall defile that which is sacred to me, and to desecrate my holy name. The Rashi says, as we see many times with this phrase, I'm directing my face, panai in Hebrew, sounds exactly the same as the word panai because there's an olive inside of it that's silent. It's spelled differently, but it sounds exactly the same. Pein on yud, pein on aleph yud, which means my attention. I'm going to turn, so to speak, from all my other concerns and deal with this person, focus on this person, and punish him. That person, not the whole community, the entire community would not be cut off. In other words, if one person is serving this idolatry of Moilach, the whole community does not get punished, but the person who serves it does. Because he has given his from his offspring to Milo. Um So that's now the word offspring is a more generic word. Previously, when we spoke with the Mila, we spoke of someone who had his. The verse said his son or daughter passed through the fire. Here it says offspring to imply it's not only your son or your daughter, it's also your grandchild. Um, it could be. Also, children born of unions prohibited, like a child born of a union prohibited to a Kohen, or a Mamzer, a child born of an incestuous or adulterous union. Any of these children is prohibited to be killed through this child sacrifice of the Melech. So it says, if you're doing this, you're defiling that which is sacred to me, which means you're defiling the Jewish people that they're sacred to me. That's what you're defiling if you serve the Milah. But if the people of the land avert their eyes from that man when he gives from his offspring to the Milah not to put him to death, avert their eyes means they're 
like they're like not, you know they're being sheep like and like pretending they don't know what's happening. And Rashi says, if that's what you do, if you act like you don't know what something's happening, in the end, more and more things you're going to decide you're just ignoring and pretending you don't know they happen. Because, of course, if you know what's going on, you have to take action. And people don't like to take action. The Lubav Tereva actually says this is the test, test, the weakness of our time. The test of our time is we all want to be like sheep. We just don't want to get involved. We don't want to make waves. So you see something wrong happening and you just are scared to start up. But Rashi is saying, if you pretend to ignore this one, you're just going to have more and more things you have to pretend to ignore. If a lesser rabbinical court is averting their eyes to ignore the issue, in the end, the greater court is also going to do this. Then I shall concentrate my attention upon that man and upon his family. I will cut off from among the people, him and all who stray after him, to stray after the Milah. Tarashi says, what, 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 what does it say? I'm, I'm cutting him off and his family. Why is his family getting punished? He's the one that sinned. So Rashi says this verse is teaching you that the example Rashi gives is an unjust tax collector. If there's someone who's very unjustly collecting taxes and extorting money from people, it's not just him. His whole family is involved. Because they all cover up for him, which means if you're covering up for the sinner, you're supporting him in his sin. So therefore, if there's somebody who is taking his children or grandchildren, God forbid, and sacrificing them to this in this child sacrifice, the families maybe they're not doing it, but they're allowing him to do it. They're covering up. They're not holding, they're not holding back the children. They're not not allowing him to take them. So therefore, they're part of the sin. A cloth among the people, him. So the reason it says that is to clarify that it's not the entire family is going to get cut off. Cut off here is this most severe punishment of God of Kari, of extinction of the soul. So he specifically gets this most severe punishment. His family is punished. They're afflicted, but they don't receive this Kari, this cutting off of the soul, this most severe punishment for this person who is doing this horrific act after the Moloch, why are we repeating this? That's what we've been talking about the whole time, because we're generalizing it for also other forms of idolatry, which he worships in such a manner, even if it's not the standard worship. Meaning, the worship of the Moloch is his child sacrifice. If a person made two bonfires and took his children through these two bonfires, to a totally different idol who doesn't ask for child sacrifice and doesn't put people to death by burning. It doesn't make a difference. If you did this, you would get the same punishment. So don't think you're going to like circumvent the system because for some reason you have this enormous desire to kill your children and put them through fire for a god. But, you know, God is so warning against the Milech, so you're going to do this to the Pa'ar, a different god, a different deity. No. If you make two bonfires and take your child and put them through the fires and kill them that way for Pa'ar, who we don't serve that, who it was not served that way, or Marcolus, who was not served that way, it doesn't make a difference. You would receive the same punishment as if you did it for the Moloch, who is served that way. And the person who shall turn to the sorcery of the Avos and the Yedonim to stray after them, I shall concentrate my attention upon that person and cut him off from among his people. You shall sanctify yourself, and you'll be holy, for I 
God, your God is a very famous verse. Thanks for yourself and you'll be holy because I, God, am your God. The Rashi says this sanctification of self means separating from idolatry. Which, of course, Rashi is probably connecting contextually to what we've been discussing here. Um, according to others, this is a general commandment to be holy, which means to take things that are permissible and in some areas that are permissible, not indulge in them for the sake of sanctity, for the sake of crushing one's desire, even permissible desire. 